You're back with Montage Through Cinema. We're here with Megan, Kyla, Taylor, and Ian. We're going to be talking about the Oscars and whether the Oscars should be a award ceremony for the best films or the best films that advocate for the best social change. Um, in my opinion, I think that the Oscars is definitely a award ceremony, has become an award ceremony that is advocating for the best social change. That is most represented in Moonlight, and I think that that's a great thing. Um, I do think that sometimes a film can be so great that it touches at a core of humanity, that it should be nominated over a film that is heavily advocating for social change. I think, I think that Manchester by the Sea talked about humanity in a way that Moonlight didn't get at, that hit me more. Um, and that's my example of that, I think that, but the, even some people said that Manchester by the Sea, which I think was the best film last year, wouldn't have even won. It would have been La Land, if, yeah, it was, if, it, it if, was if La La anything. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you guys think? I'm going to start with you, Megan. Um, I think we're definitely moving in the direction of people realizing that movies regarding social change should be represented more and should at least be nominated more. Whether or not I think that like, I, I don't know, I'm very torn because I think that it's amazing that we're nominating and films are winning that are representing social change, but I think it's also films that aren't doing that also could win, and it's just, I don't know, I'm, I'm very, very torn. There's a trend in the last few years. The winners were Moonlight, which is talking about um, being gay in a community, a harsh community. Um, Spotlight, which is about um, bringing out the truth in the Catholic Church. Birdman, which is about neither of those things, but maybe touches on humanity. I don't think it really does in a great way, profound way. Mm -hmm. But maybe the film was so great they had to nominate it. Twelve Years a Slave, clearly talking about slavery. Uh, <laughs> Argo, which is talking about um, the Iranian uh, revolution, or the, yeah, the revolution. American. <laughs> Of the American uh, perception. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, which, political. Then you have The Artist, which, again, is one of those films that's about more about films. Then Back to the King's Speech, which isn't so political, I guess. Then The Hurt Locker, which is talking about Iraq. Slumdog Millionaire, uh, No Country for Old Men, Departed. And then it, it becomes less and less about political things after that. But recently, in movies like Moonlight, Spotlight, 12 Years a Slave, Argo, The Hurt Locker, you've been seeing that it's been more and more about films that have, that are good, but also have a social tie to it. So there's a couple factors that are a part of this discussion. And it's one, that it's, uh, the, we have the Academy. Mm -hmm. Two, we have uh, independent, not, we have individual filmmakers and their individual stories and their individual um, ideas or their individual need to create a story. Um, so when we add all these together and when we see all these in retrospect and when we look at this at a big picture, we have a lot of things that don't mix with each other and we have a lot of things that mix directly with each other. Like, for example, there, there are films that need to be represented. There are films that need to be seen. There's, there's films that need to be in the spotlight. Um, but at the same time, um, 
at the same time, um, we have to look at the goals of the Oscars and the goals of um, what the Academy is trying to prove, whether that is a political game, whether it is a um, artistical game. So now I'm going to bring up that the Academy, the way they vote, is that they have um, 6,000 people working in and out of the industry. If they are out of the industry, they have they had worked in the industry at one time. So basically they send out ballots where the um, a writer will pick their favorite script, original script, and maybe their favorite adapted script too. And then a makeup person will pick their favorite makeup and hairstyle movie. And that's how it happens. So then they send it back to the Academy. The Academy uh, tallies it up. And then they send uh, a list like one through five, depending on, well, one through 10 if you're talking about the best picture. And then you rank those movies from one through five or one through 10. And they, they kind of like scale it. So if like a movie gets like second place, when another movie gets like first place and then like fourth place, the second place movie is more likely to act. I mean, is going to win over the one that gets first place and fifth place or fourth and fourth. Um, so that's kind of how it works. The, and I, the, another thing to point out is that in a study, which isn't completely true because they took it only out of the 6,000 people, which only 500, uh, sorry, 5,500 people vote. Um, did I say that right? Mm -hmm. um, they did a study where they, I think they, they surveyed maybe 100, maybe 300 uh, people that um, are part of the academy, and they saw that about 80% um, were white and like 65% were like uh, men. So those are the people making these decisions. And that's, that's kind of interesting to me. And I don't know how the academy behind the scenes is advocating for change. It, it seems like it's kind of these men and, you know, and these white people trying to just be like, yeah, I think this is the best movie because, you know, I don't want to feel bad about myself in this. Sometimes. Sometimes. And I think that they, they pick movies, so sometimes it seems like these movies are picked that they can brush off the, um, the blame. Like, they get out. Like, should get out have been nominated. No, it, it's it's what you're saying. It, yeah. Get Out Get Out's a great horror movie, great smart little film, best picture, best actor. That's absurd. No, I best disagree. director. Absurd. Oh, here, we, I, here we go. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So, um, uh, what's his name? Daniel Kalula? Is that his name? Kalula. The main guy. Yeah, Kalula. He is. He's he's also great. He's an iconic looking character. I don't think his performance was nearly as good as anyone else on the in the nominees of Best Actor. But herein lies the the problem I think with directors, where they they um, think the acting um, winner, the best actor, the nominees should be the best characters, and maybe that's true with like Sam Rockwell's character. He's one of the best supporting characters we have this year, and he's winning a lot of the the awards. But Daniel Kaluuya. He was a great actor. He was a great actor in that he's, movie. He's not. He's he's a he's a great actor, but not an Academy Award winning actor for that performance. Even his character was kind of bland. He was just a guy that was there, and it was good. He was a he was a fun character to see I, through his eyes. I don't but. think any character in that movie was there to be there. I think every character had a motivation, and they had a backstory, and they had a reason for Jordan Peele to put them there. I think the the story, even though it. Uh, viewed on a very simple plane, mm -hmm. there is so much depth and there's so much uh, thematic images and, and 
ideas that are coming through this 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 story. I think there's. Um, but but talking about acting, you, acting too. That's what I mean. Like mm. the story wise, you think you think that he's you think the that the, the actor is displaying these in, inner thematic yeah. ideals of course. to the audience with his performance. Yeah, Absolutely. that's interesting. I think all most of the actors in that. I'm gonna say all. I think all the performances in that in that movie were outstanding, and I think Jordan Peele did a great job. At and they have more sides to them than you would yeah. originally intend. And it's a it's a very um, there's a lot of depth to the movie, and not a lot of people will get it on the first round. A lot of not people, you know, people will understand, but there's some people out there that maybe need to see it again, mm. or some people that need to understand maybe other things or other themes or other political things mm -hmm. um, to understand maybe a character's motivation. But I think it's there. It's not an issue of understanding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you go first. When you mentioned that you, you feel uh, like Daniel's character was sort of bland, what do you mean by that? Because for me, I feel like um, he was well, more he, of like a... I don't mean bland, but I did nothing extraordinary. To, the character and the actor, it didn't... It doesn't seem right that he's nominated. It seems that he's a great horror character, great horror. He, like. He's versing. He's versing Timothy Chalamet in Call Me by Your Name, Danny Day Lewis in Fam Thread, uh, Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour, Denzel and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Esquire. But, but to me, I think that, like, okay, here, why is Timothy Chalamet's performance great? Because he displays these inner. Decisions that this character is making, these, this inner turmoil. He's displaying these things that's inside of him and to the audience. Mm -hmm. But he's not really a such a multi-faced character. He can play piano. He's interested in. Um, he's very intelligible for a seventeen-year-old kid. He's dealing with um, his sexuality. But but then you have with um, Get Out. I think that. You have a character who has all these things inside of him too. His mother's died um, in a car accident. He's dealing with that, and in the range that he displays, I mean, at least when comparing him to Timothy Chalamet's character Emilio in Call Me by Your Name, it's kind of like equal. There's, they're both showing these these inner things, but the range of um, both characters comes out in these scenes where, um, like, when he when he has to uh, when he's in the chair and the, the tea the, the mm -hmm. teacup. That's him showing the pain that's been built up from his mother dying for all these years at, at once. And to be able to display that, but then go back to I'm a normal guy who's playing as a, as a POV protagonist, here I am. To be able to do both of those and go back and forth, that's kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. And I, that's why when I see that, and I, and I disagree with you, I think that that's why he got nominated, and deservedly so. Should not, should not win. I think so, that Daniel Day-Lewis is the best one. Timothy Chalamet was not nominated because, I agree, Elio mm. is not even that great of a character mm. in Call Me By Your Name. He's, he's great at all these things, and it's mostly Army Hammer that kind of comes in and changes everything, and then Timothy Chalamet brings everything else to the, to the table to kind of to work with Army Hammer. Tim, Timothy Chalamet isn't great because it's just him. He's great because he works with the cast around him. And with Daniel Kalula, he's great as a horror character that you see, you, I think, what great things does he do in the film outside of the shot of him with his eyes open? And what, what's so extraordinary about his performance outside of that? Because I, th I think he's a great actor. I've, see, I've seen him for, since Black Mirror, but mm. seeing that he's being nominated Best Actor, I didn't understand why. 
so I don't think it's that he's like necessarily doing anything extraordinary. I think him playing the role that he's that he's playing, uh, especially with everything that's going on. I'm gonna get a little political here. Mm-hmm. Going on with the black men, um, I feel like it was a very real experience for him because I mean, like with the whole body switching thing and like organs being taken, what have mm-hmm. you. I feel like you know he could have easily said no to the role and rightfully so but he didn't and I feel like it's just like a really personal thing for him but isn't that isn't that why people get nominated for extraordinary performances because all the organ stuff that's uh, that's what I give Jordan Peele the credit for Jordan Peele he's I I think that he I'm okay with him being nominated Best Director because he did a lot with the movie like that. You'd ex- you wouldn't expect the amount of things in that movie that it's all the, like this little stuff every here and there, and it's smart. It's really smart. So I'm okay with him being nominated for that. But Daniel Kalula though, that's that's just I don't understand that. So I'm on the flip. I don't think Jordan Peele should have been nominated. Really? I think that Daniel Kalula should have been nominated. I disagree. Mm. I think that Jordan Peele did an amazing job, not only directing but writing it. I think. Mm. The whole film just, I was kind of like taken back just because the first time I watched it, I was so like engaged. And I was, but I think part of me was like, I don't know, I just, I don't, I, I can respect that Daniel was nominated. I get that. I definitely think Jordan Peele deserved to be nominated. Mm-hmm. My, my, um, my thoughts for that to explain is that I think that a director does put the amount of thought into their film as Jordan Peele did for Get Out. However, for Get Out, I think that people noticed it because it's more current and it's mm-hmm. and it's and maybe even the audience that he was aiming for was a general audience, which then more people get it. And like, and he explained it even. He explained there's a there's a uh, episode of him on YouTube where he's like I talking hate, about the I theories that the film has and he he talked about them. But then you have uh, Lucas Guaranillo. Got an eagle, whatever his name is. Uh, sorry, but you have small elements of that film that he doesn't explain, but you know they're there, and you can't get them. Maybe, maybe they make sense for only for him. Maybe they, if you read the book, they make sense. But like the flies, no one understands what the flies are, and I think to just say because I got it, because I get it, and isn't a good reason why he should be nominated for best director. I think that every director does that, but what's most interesting about Get Out is how he adds this new layer to this whole like satire, horror, drama. Like he combines all these things together to make it into something new and brings it current in a way that like really connects with a bunch of people, and it and it really connects with a bunch of people. That's the the best thing that he did. What he what he did to further cinema, not that interesting. Not that interesting at all, but but the way he's connected to the audience in the current climate and right now, yeah, I think we see that a lot with with uh, with Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. A lot of his stuff is is current in the climate and is current now, um, and he's doing a great job at giving his message out to um, a particular audience and to a broader audience, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I think it should have deserved uh, the writing credit, the writing nominee. Oh, did it get the nom- It did yeah. get nominated for yeah. that really? screenplay. Yeah, that screenplay. Of course, it's not I. Win that one. It, it, I don't if, think it should if win, anything, but I, I if, think if anything, yeah. the film definitely deserved um, screen the screenplay because 
the writing is absolutely phenomenal. I, I also feel like what he brought with the direction in terms of cinematography was okay. And that was it, beautiful too. Yeah, you thought it was beautiful? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I thought it was average. It's average looking. It's it's really it's clever with some of the things that he does when when he kills the guy with the the deer uh, horns. The deer horns. That was really clever. But it's all. What about the uh, immersive like when his oh, soul the, gets? Oh yeah, skin. under the skin. Yeah. That's that was really cool. It's just That's under, not the, under the it's skin. It's under the skin. When no, he's, it's when a different he's just like in the void looking up. He got that from under the skin, which has been done before, and it's I, a clever idea. But I'm not gonna pat him on the back for that. I, I think that that's the best visual thing that he brought. I think that's going to be timeless. No, the, the best thing he brought was the shot of Danny Kalula in the chair with his eyes. That's 100%. That's going to be, when you look at like uh, all these movies, that poster is what makes the movie iconic. It's an iconic movie, and that'll, it'll live on because of the poster, not because of whatever yeah. it was nominated but then, for. But then that's what I'm saying. I mean, that, that's kind of also the director's job, but also Danny Kalula is the one Right, that you just... No, it's kinda. it's a it's a good art style in a poster because it's yeah. like because it's like splits the white and black split and he's got his eyes. That's but to bring but to actor but to bring a good face one time in the movie. Oh come on, yeah, okay. come on. So, uh, any more thoughts about Get Out? I liked it a lot. It shouldn't be nominated best picture. Not even close. Or in but best director. I, I yeah, I'm I'm okay. With, I, I don't agree with it. I think the. Um, uh, Killing a Sacred Deer, Yorgos Lakimos could have definitely gotten that, but Jordan Peele is definitely a really clever man, so I'm, very I'm good with that. Yeah. Oh, he's not even nominated for Best Screenplay. Hmm? Oh yeah, Killing a Sacred Deer should have been nominated for Best Screenplay. I didn't know it wasn't. I thought it was. Anyway, um, so here, here in live, here in live, I've been saying that a lot today. Uh, <laughs> Now I want to talk about basically if the Academy is kind of like advocating for social change, big issues that are being going on recently. I'm going to say, no, the Academy is not pushing for social yeah, change. I agree. It is. You, it's not. Okay. It is doing something else that might make people say that. Yeah. Um, what is it doing? I think it is doing two things. I think it is diverting from a problem that they've had and they, they continue to have, which is a white problem, which is a, a very prominent problem with how they vote and how they come up with you know what their uh, nominees are mm -hmm. um, while trying to create you know more diverse uh, films uh, for nominations. Um, which brings me to my second point is that their reputation. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's the Academy's reputation if they just keep doing you know, the same type of filmmaking. Um, the people want to see the films they like represented at the Oscars. That's simple. That's what the Oscars are broadcasted for, simply. Yeah. Um, so that representation really matters. And if that representation isn't there, they're not going to get the support they need. Um, so they're playing two roles. I, I don't think it's... I think it's a little fishy the the white problem I think that's definitely fishy I wouldn't call it a problem though because that's a majority of what the United States is is white males and I I think it makes sense why they're in there but it doesn't mean it's it doesn't mean it's okay which is I think it Moonlight didn't win because it was trying to just advocate things Moonlight won because it was amazing yeah it's not just that and the Academy is fishy and they always have been fishy and I don't think anyone should Anyone should truly, truly take them seriously for what they try and say. 
So there, so it's not, it's all, it's not all just white men. How many, how many white men are in the academy? Because it's white it's men, fishy. sixty, uh, five around sixty-five percent. That's yeah, that's fishy. Um, well, no, actually, it might have been white people, and then sixty-five percent are male. I think that's what you said. Yeah, I, maybe eighty I, something percent are male, and sixty something percent are uh, men. Or no, are eighty uh, percent are, are white. white. Yeah, sixty percent are men. Yeah, maybe that percentage is like between all races, though, of men. So I actually don't know that. The, st the stats on that is not so strong, but if it really is that mainly the voters are, which I can believe, white men, that's a problem. Anyway, but it's I. They're they're fishing for all this stuff. The the Academy Awards, the Oscars, it's a show. It's always been a show, and they're tr and they always pat themselves on the back every time they try and do stuff, and it's it's always been fishy, and the films that have won have deservedly won, and I'm glad. But I just, I don't buy them half the time. I don't know, I don't trust them. I don't think, I don't think anyone should. Because it's, it is a, so it you're is getting a strange to, You're getting into conspiracy, thing. is no, what you're saying. No, I'm not going to say that. It's just, the whole system that they vote to is, it's, it doesn't make sense either. It's, a, it's like a number system. They vote, like, if, if a movie is number two for everyone, and then I think, like, most of them will put, like, their number one, the number two will win. If everyone puts number two and only and sixty percent of people put the number one, realistically the number one would win, but the number two wins, and it's a whole system, and it doesn't it doesn't make sense. And and in the films nominated this year, it was it's it's Dunkirk, The Post, Darkest Hour, Get Out, Call Me by Your Name, Shape of Water, Shape of Water, which is. Uh, and um, is there anything else? Three billboards. Three billboards. Three billboards. Wait That's the only Wait one I haven't seen. I don't know if you And um, the post is the grandpa pick of the year. Like I don't think doing every year. I don't think three billboards should have been nominated. Really, really. But it's it's, it's a just, good movie. It's a good movie. That's what it is. That's me with Get Out. It's a good movie. Mm. But but you so you think that back to how you think they vote and what they're what they're basing these votes on. It's it's they're picking what they what the audience wants to see. It's a combination. It's it's what the audience wants to see, but it's it's white males voting. Who wanted, I'm it, just saying I'm who just, wanted to see Spotlight win? No one. Nobody wanted to see Spotlight win. That was the weirdest thing ever. And um that I, I just think that sometimes it's like bullshit. I mean like who who's voting for Spotlight out of these People. Well, that's that's what I think. Spotlight was like the number two pick, like I was saying, and yeah. kind of got the consistently high votes, and everyone kind of liked it, and then it won because of that. <laughs> it's a good. It's also a good movie, but 2015 was also filled with great films, and Spotlight winning like. It was like that's really? also something I like wow. to bring up. There, there is a plethora, a of films that need to be recognized that aren't, you know, yeah. and especially um, minority groups that that are in cinema and. Um, you know, gay films and black films and everything. There's there's so many films being made and they they're not getting recognized and the Academy is is a part of that problem. Which one would you say is not recognized these last couple of years? That like has social change. There works primarily with minority groups. So there's that works with minority. Groups? That works specifically for a minority group because I don't I don't know. If you mean a film about I, a minority? Group. Yeah, exactly. Tangerine, I guess. Tangerine. <laughs> that also goes back to the Florida Project thing that they didn't nominate it because I don't think the Academy really likes Sean Baker's filmmaking, and it doesn't it doesn't really work for like the things that they pick. 
And it's strange that they that there's almost a category of like, oh, this wouldn't get picked, but it's great. It doesn't. I don't like that. I think it. I think it follows every category follows like a criteria of like yeah. what gets picked, and then I think now more than ever they're like, okay, people like this film, and because it includes this or because it includes this, we're gonna throw it in because, you know, people will say, oh, they're not doing this, they're not doing this, and they're like, all right, we have to, in that way. Sure. Yeah. Um. Which I think is completely wrong. I think that's not okay, but I think that's. What's happening? Is it like becoming like a necessary evil, or like? What do you it, mean? Is it like, it's it's good to have at least, but like, should there be like a better system employed? Um, I would say yes, but I don't even know what they would do with the system, with a new system. I so I think that some of it is like guilt, a little bit. Like I think in the academy, I think that some of the oh, academy yeah. has felt guilt oh, yeah. over the last few years. Good. I okay. also in good, and also on top of that, I think that it's also part of um, as more um, movies are being made by um, people who didn't have a voice before, women, uh, minorities, uh, gays. That they and uh, now that they have these people getting into the academy, there's more people in the academy that are different. Which is great, yeah. And and that way they have um, they have this going on at the same time as people are feeling guilty, and it's mixing. I'm just saying a part of the vote is now based on guilt. Maybe it feels like it feels like. <laughs> I, I don't know about that to extent, but it's the amount of uh, female directors that exist. It doesn't make any sense that for such a long time, there really hasn't been that many nominated fe female filmmakers in the Academy, and it. it, it it well, doesn't make any sense. Let's look at uh, female filmmakers systematically in this in the in the, in the industry. In the whole, yeah, so I mean, that, we have to really exactly. pinpoint that. And uh, the Academy is not uh, going to be not a part of that problem. It, it, they are. They are a part of that problem. Um, and that's why we don't see that representation because we don't have that. What I what I think with that, I think what they what they try and do is that they they try not to put their voice in anything. They're trying to like ah, oh, they're 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 no, almost nervous about it. They'll go like oh, I'm not sure about that. This is my conspiracy now, and they they almost they put off talking about these things by just not nominating them and not having it in the whole spotlight. And so I think that's I think that's probably bullshit. But that's that's an idea that's come from because it just it hasn't made any sense it hasn't made any sense for such a long time and and then Greta Gerwig which she did a great job but I mean Sofia Coppola has existed for such a long time even she I mean um, I don't know if she was nominated for Lost in Translation because I know the film was nominated Best Picture but I'm not sure if she was nominated uh, Best Director that definitely doesn't help but if I if I don't know but I'll look it up. it's just it's it's a strange situation that's it's very transparent and kind of why it's existed for a long time. Why there, why that issue is there, and it, make, it it doesn't it doesn't make sense why it happens, but it, I make sense. It makes sense why they have done that. She got nominated for best um, screenplay and best director. Really? Okay. There we go. Um, Greta Gerwig did good in Lady Bird. Um, I just think I think she's not. Um, well, let's leave that for the next uh, part of the podcast. Okay. All right. Um, Ian, Ian will be going 
during this session. So. I'm so sorry. He's running away on a plug. Sure. Uh, it was wonderful talking. Thank you, Arian, for having me. Um, you can follow me. You can find my stuff on uh, youtube.com slash ianrujrock. I'm also on, uh, I have a website, ianrujrock.com, so go check that out. Um, but that's basically me. Okay. I'm just realizing I said your name last name incorrectly. I'm so sorry. No, you actually said the Iranian vernacular. Oh, really? So that's why I let you say that. Okay. Ruzroch, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's also really so, cool you said that, just like that. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll be back soon. All right.